recording. Yeah, me too. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Welcome, Mara. guys. How's everyone doing today? Good? I'm great. doing great. Good. <laughs> Sally's doing well. Yep. Uh, I'm doing well as well. That's redundant. <laughs> Welcome to Winging at the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And today we're going to talk about season five episode. What's the number on this one? Do oh. you know? Mm, nope. Like seven? seven? Six? It's the episode. It's the constituency of one. And oh boy. There's lots to talk about, I think. So why don't we go ahead and sing and then we can dive into it. Perfect. <clears throat> Alright. Okay. Oof. All right. Purposefully tries to go at the at the opposite time. I feel like I feel like m melodically, like you and I played musical double dutch, where I try <laughs> to stay on the beat and you tried not to be on the beat. And then I edit this late at uh, night and I go, "Why?" Sally, I just why? like I just like forget. I mean, I don't forget. I feel like the theme song is stuck in my head all the time. But if it's not playing, I I just hear my version of it in forget my head. Forget that it has a cadence. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, oh no. boy. Well, let's talk about what happens in this episode. Okay. Let's do like a like a joint TikTok here. Okay. Because I just watched it, so it's like top of mind. Fresh in your so, brain. So, so fresh and so clean, clean. We've got Joshua Lyman. It's his birthday. It Yay. is. Although he's not really having a good birthday, mm -mm. you might say. No. Not. Aside from being mentioned in the paper, but we'll circle back to that. Yeah. So it's Josh's birthday and other things that are happening. Will gets summoned to the VP's office and offered a job. Yeah. Ooh. Again, more <laughs> thoughts on that later. And Chris Carrick is a, cons well, technically a conservative Democrat who's holding up promotions in the military. Mm -hmm. And Josh is not happy about that. No siree. Yes. So there's that whole deal that he's trying to get Carrick on board. Yeah. And meanwhile, the first lady's still MIA. I mean, she's mm -hmm. at the the family farm. Or yeah, someone whatever. knows where she is. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows where she is. Amy <laughs> probably does. But Amy Gardner is on the scene trying to do her job and in the process potentially gets fired and Some gets drama. caught in the... the the, the drama between uh, the president and the first lady. Yeah. And aside from all those happy feelings, we also get <laughs> CJ getting reamed out for doing her job um, <sighs> by Leo. So yeah. there's that. And I feel like those are the, the that's main the, that's things. That's the majority. Yeah. that's Those are the big points. Yeah. Yep. Good times, guys. Good. <laughs> the good, the good times don't stop in the constituency of one. Uh, how did how did you feel about this episode in general, Sally? I thought it got off to a very slow start because when I was watching it in the beginning, I was sort of like, I don't care about any of this. I this is not entertaining to me. I don't. What part? I'm not invested in these storylines. I think it just. I don't, I don't remember exactly, like, the points where I was like, eh, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, Will talking to the vice president, I, like, I enjoyed it, but everything just felt kind of slow moving at the beginning, and then, or, like, it lacked emotional, an emotional pull, oh, I guess. 
Like in the opening, like Will talking with Toby about the message calendar and the yeah, I just yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna go home. Like I just didn't really care that much. And even like even after the even after the credits and Josh is talking about his birthday, like it was all just very like lackluster. It was like things are just moving along and things are happening. But I did enjoy by the end how all the storylines came to well not came together, but I liked how they all wrapped up and I liked or you know. Not, some of them did not wrap up, but I liked how they all ended at the end of the episode. I liked things that happened. Like, I forgot about the, or I remembered, like, halfway through about Chris Carrick flipping and going Republican. And so, like, I like all of that Ooh. stuff. And I enjoy the conflicts at the end. I like CJ and Leo butting heads. And I like uh, the president. And I actually like the storylines with the president and Amy and with Josh and Amy. And so I enjoyed how it, it all came together. But at first, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like coming together is, like, the the most fitting term because I right. feel like nothing, everything no, kind it didn't of... come together. It yeah, didn't even, so. I don't even know if resolve is the right term. It no. came to a conclusion, but none of it was really the expected end. I liked where the story went. Yeah. 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 It, so. was, it was just kind of a tough... It was a tough episode all to watch, honestly. It, yeah. I, it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Uh, Tommy Shlami was listed as an executive consultant on this one. Fun mm-hmm. fact. So. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't love it. I wouldn't like, I don't think I would rewatch it if I were a rewatcher in that sense, but I wouldn't choose it to rewatch, but, uh, but I liked parts of it. So we got a lot to talk about. Whew. All right. Where to begin? Where would you like to start? Uh, we could start with the Amy stuff. Okay. Because yeah, I think it's interesting. So I she's, think she's yeah, she's hired to run the office. So right. here she is running the office, and yeah, I do, and I think that's that was a good thing about the episode was that it did in that classic Western style in the in this Amy and the President case and in the CJ and Leo case. Like I see both sides of the arguments they're having. I see, I mean, Amy's just doing her job, but then I also see, like, I understand why the president, like, he's sort of lashing out at Amy. Like, I, he's not really correct in his anger, but once no. you see, when he's, like, the first lady's not here, you, like, see why he's upset, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you, you know see, that he, he's upset because right. she's not there. Yeah, you can see his motivation, clearly. Um, so I like that, and I, I just really liked... I mean, the line, the title line where Josh, he talks about having a constituency of one and Amy says, I do too, but it's me. And I'm like, this literally sums up you as a character. So, which is not, that's not like a terrible thing. It's just people have different values and she wants to be fighting for what she believes in. And she doesn't want, like she says to the president later, she's like, I I don't want to, I don't think I'm good at serving at the pleasure of anybody. And I think that's yeah. fine, but I think I just think it's so fitting to her character, and it makes perfect sense that she Very wants to be aware. Yeah, I think it's so. I think it's great. I think it. Yeah, I think it's self aware of the character. I think it's self aware of the show to write her like that. I think I just really enjoyed that sort of turn of events where she was like, you know what? I don't want to have to answer to anybody. I want to do what I believe in. I want to do what I'm good at. Yeah, I mean, but it's hard to tell because obviously we're not privy to like whatever meetings the first lady has with her or what she's lined up as an agenda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when Barlett right. says don't treat the first lady like she's your blank checkbook, I mean that's right. that's stinging, but at the same time, like obviously she's not a blank checkbook. There's this whole 
process right. that they have to go through. But if she's not there, that's what Amy is supposed to do. She's supposed to run right. things. Right. Yeah. And when I, she's but not there. I wonder if it's mostly because, and they don't really touch on this, but I, maybe we're supposed to infer it. But the blank checkbook thing is capitalizing on people's sympathy still for the first lady in that you know, after Zoe's kidnapping and everything, that she, that Amy is sort of playing upon this, not weakness, but, yeah, she's, she's just taking sort of advantage of that, and I don't know if maybe there is a little bit of, maybe it's just that there's a little bit of both, that she is doing that a little bit, but it is still what the First Lady would want, uh, you know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I agree, it's hard, like, not being in on the meetings, it's hard to really tell which way we're supposed to read it, I think. And then, of course, Bartlett's just upset, you know, and he says, like, she has to be here to want things. Right. And it's just, they're still dealing with all of that personal stuff. Yeah, and then he says, you don't have to be here at all. I I enjoyed, even though, yeah, I mean, those lines are great. That was all great. I I really enjoyed, I don't know, I just really liked that a lot. And the scene with Amy and Josh is also tough because she comes into the... I love the way it's set up. It's just like a perfect acting exercise. Like Mm -hmm. you come to the door with what you want and then the other character's doing a task of what they want and then you see what happens. And Amy comes in thinking she'd just been fired by the president for doing her job and is looking for comfort from her boyfriend, I guess. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, the whatever they DTR'd that. (laughs) And Josh is upset because he realized that she was the one who wrote the article and he just so intensely disagreed with the premise of the article glorifying anybody but the constituency of the of one of yeah. the president. Yeah. And it's just so interesting to watch them and trying to communicate like what they need in that moment. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I agree Ooh, totally. It's... There's a moment where he like when she first comes in and she's looking for comfort like you were saying and he pushes back from his computer and he puts his hand on his temple and he's like let's talk about the fish. And you're just like, yeah. oh, man, it's about to go oh, down. Yeah. And I just yeah. thought that both of them acted the scene very, very, like, it's not over the top. It's very a sort of quiet scene. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, you can really feel what they're feeling. Like you were saying, they're both coming looking for something. And they both think they're right, as per usual with these two. Um, mm. So, I, yeah, I thought it was a good, it's a great dynamic between them in that scene. Yeah, and Josh is embarrassed by the press. You know, embarrassed by the fact that he's got better press than the president, and that's not his job, you know? Josh, in general, was very subdued in this episode. And we find out that he sort of lost the, the, it's not a, it wasn't a budget, it was some sort of uh, vote last week that he lost, I can't remember, I can't think of the word right now, but he messed up a vote last, the week before, and... So I guess he's sort of down from that. But really the whole episode, I think Bradley Whitford sort of played him very subdued is the only word I can think of. He's not really excited. He gets a little agitated when he's talking to Amy. He gets worked up when he's talking to Toby. But just in general, it's not the sort of boisterous Josh that we're used to. It was also strange that he, I, I honestly don't buy the part where he asked in, the intern Ryan about how he deals with press. Yeah. That felt super weird to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, does that feel normal I, to you? No, I agree. <laughs> I think it felt a little odd. Yeah, I would agree with that. I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, I do think it is a little odd. <laughs> Just, yeah. I mean, even if they had, like, a really tight relationship, I could see, like, a moment of him being candid. But since they don't really I just have that don't... kind of relationship 
And I, I just, I don't know. I like Jesse Bradford a lot, but all the, all the scenes with the intern, I just don't, I don't know if I just don't buy it. It feels forced. It feels like he's supposed to just be a gag. Like, look at this yeah. intern. Ha ha ha. You don't know anything. I don't, I don't know. It just, it doesn't fit with me really. I think but it he's throws off it. the dynamic of the, of the cast. He's on it a lot more. He's like in more episodes oh, than yeah. I, than I realized. Yeah, but well, speaking of that's... speaking of not realizing things, we can shift to Will Bailey because I did not realize that this happened so early in season five, or maybe I just yeah, I just don't remember it being because I watch them. You know, when I binge watch, I just sort of I'm not paying attention to where I am. I'm just binge watching, but <laughs> or space and time in general, <laughs> right? So when we like go through it later. so much more slowly, I'm like, man, I didn't know that that happened so fast. Um, and that's how I felt. Mm. I was like, oh, we're already doing this. But we are. Yeah. <laughs> We're there. And it takes place in, in one episode. Yeah. It starts, you know, he gets offered the job and then it's done. It's not even like, he, yeah. you know, he deliberates for what, half the episode and then he's already jumping ship and yeah. and you don't, it's just, it's just like Toby says, you don't walk away. And I understand I s- the argument. I, yeah. I, I I, that's the thing is I see it. both sides of that too, because I agree you know, Will's not Toby. He wasn't on at the beginning. This isn't his ship to go down with, so to speak. So, but I agree with Toby. Like, once you're on, it doesn't matter. You're, I don't know. I, yeah, I see both sides. It's, and I enjoyed that NBA. as well. Yeah. yeah, you don't go from NBA to shirts and skins. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. But you can see, I mean, yeah, that was a great, I loved that line. I loved that whole conversation between the two of them. But it is just, you can see Will's point that, to him, I don't know. Well, he's hoping it will be the NBA again. Like he's going back to shirts and skins so that it it he could have a chance at, at playing in the big leagues again. So I don't know. I, I I like the I liked all the arguments in this episode. Yeah, and Will, you can already see just even in this episode that Will feels like he's not being listened to mm-hmm. by Toby at the beginning of the episode. Like you don't need me here, so I'm gonna yeah. go to sleep and then. <laughs> Yeah, he says, I'm going to go home as he sits down on the couch. <laughs> I was like, yeah. those are opposite things, but the door is that way. <laughs> and, you know, and then he, Toby's trying to get him more responsibility, but he's being, um, he's running into opposition from Leo. Because yeah. we saw that even in the last episode, like he wants to give Will more, but because mm-hmm. Leo blocked it, Will's feeling frustrated in his job. And so it made sense that when he got this offer that he would find it appealing yeah but then it's like what is what is toby gonna do without will like he doesn't have sam so he can't do everything right i don't know what's gonna happen i I don't know (laughs) i don't know i'm gonna answer that (laughs) but i liked again another argument another disagreement that i liked was toby and leo fighting about that what you were talking about about you know toby saying i'm ready to do more and leo saying no i thought I thought that Leo was just trying, Leo this whole episode is just trying to get everyone to do what he wants them to do and what he thinks they're supposed to do. Yeah. He's like, dude, just that- do your job. Why is this so difficult? Uh, yeah. It's so tough. And I, and I hear what Leo's saying, like mm-hmm. that he's holding things together with scotch tape and bailing wire, but, and that's why he doesn't want the variables of like, oh, I'm going to move right. over here and I want to start doing new things. And it's just like, no, just do your job. I get that. But these are living, breathing people, and they all really do want what's best for the country. Yeah. You know, it's. I don't think anybody's really being, you know, 
evil in their intent or just self-seeking yeah. in their intent. Even Will, you know, he he wants to think about the next, you know, about the legacy. But that's the other thing. Like, does uh, does Bob really think he's going to be the next president? You know, he uses that in his argument. Like, you want to shape the next presidency from the ground up? Like, really? Right. Well, and the thing about that is that, again, you know, we talked about it every episode he's been in, but... I liked him in this episode, too. I liked Bingo Bob. And, like, we are, th- like, you know, like you were saying, are you, you really think you're going to be the next president? And I think, am thinking that because I've seen how he ends up. But, like, in this episode, I'm like, yeah, let's reinvent your image. Let's do it. Let's, you're going to be the president. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's convincing to me in, in the episodes he's been in so far. Yeah. But, I don't know when you know. that shifts, but it <laughs> yeah, does exactly. for me. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, okay, he's pretty lucid, and then it's right. like, nah, and no, then it's like, he's not no. the real deal. Yeah. I don't like him. So, um, and another thing that feels kind of, because that just reminded me of, like, sort of flip-flopping, like, he feels great now, but he, he doesn't later. But another thing that was weird to me is we're talking about the president's approval ratings, and we knew, like, there was mention in previous episodes about, like, oh, there were... They were falsely high because of the kidnapping and et cetera, et cetera. And that's fine. Like, we knew they were going to go down. How did they just, like, plummet? I don't, like, this is suddenly a storyline that Leo, like, doesn't want to have to tell him his approval ratings and stuff about the economy. I mean, maybe that's just part of the job and that's always fluctuating that much. But, like, it feels like a sort of manufactured storyline. Like, I don't know. It just, I'm just like, eh. Like, oh, no, his approval ratings are down and... You know, it looks like they're up against the ropes, and we. Yeah. I think they're just trying to get back on the off on the offensive rather than, you know, right. playing defense on what they said was like you know a dying campaign. But... It's just weird because, it's just weird because it feels like the whole series we're sort of fighting this let Bartlett be Bartlett battle, and like let's do you know Toby's like let's shape the message, let's do what we want to do, like let's get going. But we don't. <laughs> We're just we just loop back around to like feeling that way again. <laughs> well, so, I guess that's that's a point in the you know, the West Wing is known for being so an idealized version of politics, but yeah. there's still I would imagine some semblance of reality in there because right. there's a lot they of do lose. Yeah. Yeah. And that's life, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the uphill battle is it's fun to watch them be ready to go. The thing that I liked in this episode, there there really weren't that mo- many moments of like that felt good. Like most of <laughs> most of the episode was pretty pretty painful to watch. Agreed. Everybody's arguing, everybody's upset. Yes. And yeah, there wasn't a lot of birthday. victory. <laughs> no, there really wasn't. The I think the there was a shining moment with CJ where she's talking about uh, dodging a call from this guy Ben, who apparently she lived with for six months. Oh yeah, and that little monologue about him is pure gold because she just goes down this little rabbit trail of like really <laughs> personal stuff in front of Toby. You don't want his call? Oh, if I take his call, of course it'd be great to hear his voice. He has this low husky radio voice, <clears throat> and we'd be swapping memories and old jokes and pet names, and then it's the frisky little emails and. Pretty soon it's, you know, weekend in little Washington and the late night phone calls. And that's when we start to get on each other's nerves because we get on each other's nerves. He has this thing where he twirls his hair and... Anyway, the bloom's off the rose and I don't call as much and it's the guilt and cherche la femme and why didn't it work out the first time and it's 10 years till we talk again. 
It was like a bad romantic comedy in 15 seconds. Straight to video. I mean... Yeah, yeah that was a cute moment. It felt a little, like, random to me. Not random, but... I don't know, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. And it's yeah, just... Like and see, that, anytime it's CJ and Toby talking about that kind of thing, you know? It's cute. Yeah, because... Because she says, there's a lot you don't know about me, you know, and then he's like, oh, no, really? wait, she's that's like, it. no, pretty much just that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. Oh, gosh. But speaking of CJ. Yeah, more CJ. I, uh, I don't know. What did I you just, think? Tell me all the thoughts. I, I'm like, I just agree with both of them. I agree. Like, I feel like CJ... I get her side of it and I get her point and I know she's so like disheartened with the presidency and like with what they've been doing and she doesn't know who they are and et cetera, et cetera. But I agree with Leo that I, you know, Leo's like, I hear you, I get it, but you have to put that aside and do the job. He's like, if but I you... feel like she was, I feel well... like she was doing her job because she gave them the line that Leo said, but they pushed back so much and she couldn't just repeat that same well, line over like, and over when they had a credible CJ argument is capable of weaseling out of things like i really believe that if she had really wanted to she could have gotten out of it i think she didn't I want don't know. to you know what i mean like i just think i don't know i think she wasn't really trying her a game to to get out of that i feel like she got stuck there and she knew she was going to get stuck there and that's why she didn't want to do that line yeah, no? that's yeah. I yeah, I see that side of it too. She knew that that's what was going to happen. I don't know, but I I I don't know. I think she also like let a little bit of her own feelings into it. So I see Leo's point, but then like having her draft the apology and send out the apology like that seems super harsh to me because like she said, then you're saying I don't speak for this White House, and I I I think it's all good drama, and I think it's all good conflict. <laughs> But that's all. I don't know who who I agree with, which I guess I'm is what a, makes it CJ good conflict. One. Yeah. So Ooh, I just don't yeah. like seeing her being yelled at. And then Leo, even you think it's kind of going to get resolved a little bit later on in like the third act, and he says, yeah. you know, I'm telling you my thinking as a courtesy. Right. And even after that, she goes toe to toe with him, just yeah. saying like, Hey, we have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to this country. And mm-hmm. Leo says, we are the country. And it's, uh, it's tough. I, think it's, it's I just tough think it's always so interesting anytime they have to juggle that sort of, like, obviously Leo, like, loves CJ. And they all love each other. They're all, like, a big family. But at some point, they have to juggle that versus the job. And I think any storyline where they're sort of doing that is interesting. Where Leo, you can tell that Leo's like, I hear you and this is what's going on. But here's the job. Like, I think, I just think that provides an interesting dynamic to it. Toby, Toby and Josh have a similar kind of struggle, not in like a subordinate, you know, um, sort of way, but in, in the sense that Toby's trying to weigh in and give advice about what to do with Carrick and Josh is just fed up with being basically held hostage and blackmailed to do whatever this guy wants and allowing him to be a bully and saying, you know what, we can't just give him whatever he wants all the time, right. you know, and and making a stand, which ultimately ends up not being <laughs> the right course of action. But, you know, I, I understand that, too. You don't want to reward bad behavior. Right. And Toby is just trying to say, like, hey, you know, we really need this guy. And Josh just ends up telling him, like, hey, 
you do your job, I'll do mine, which is just not generally the sentiment among them. So it's like there is conflict every which way. And the look on Toby's face when he says that is just perfect. Also perfect is when Toby walks in and says, he says like, happy birthday, or I hear it's your birthday. And Josh is like, I don't want to make a big deal about it. And Toby's like, no, that's it. I was done. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) Oh, I just, I was on a long flight yesterday and I like download, I just downloaded a bunch of old well, whatever. I downloaded a bunch of West Wing episodes to have on my computer for the flight, and uh-huh. I watched a particular episode from season six with oh. Toby and Josh mm. that uh, reminded me of this episode when there was a little bit wait. of conflict. <laughs> yep. Um, maybe it was season seven. No, probably season six. So... Yep, there's conflict everywhere, guys. Good, good times. Do you like it when there's conflict like this, or do you not like it? I think it's interesting, because, like, all of this conflict is internal conflict. And so I think that's kind of interesting, because we spend so much time in the West Wing dealing with, you know, Abdul Sharif and, and, you know, a North Korean piano player wanting to defect. So it's interesting to bring it all in-house. Like, literally all of it was what's going on in the West Wing. People are, are battling with each other. So I think that that's kind of different, interesting. Like, I, I still think it was kind of too slow of a burn to an extent. I thought it, there were just parts where it was like the tension wasn't really enough. But overall, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, Leo was pretty stressed. Yeah, it's not Leo's often that we see stressed. Leo smoking, Yeah, right? Yeah. Have we ever seen that? It's been I, a long time since. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Somebody will tell us. uh, Somebody will tell us, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Oh, Ryan asking CJ out. She's like, there's not enough phone books. That was the most random thing. Super random. I just don't get that. I don't buy it. I don't, I just, ugh. Who is this guy related to? Was he related to someone? How did he get on the show? Yeah, he's related to somebody. He's not bad. He's not a bad actor by any means. I hope nobody gets Oh, no, no, no. I think the actor's great. I think he plays that part perfectly. I just am just meh about the whole. He really does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just the balls that guy has to be, to push back to Josh on everything and then to ask out CJ what in the world. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Do we have Charlie in this episode at all? We did for a second when he is in the kitchen with Leo and right. the president. So That's very briefly. Had. Yeah. Very briefly mm-hmm. on Charlie. We had a little bit of Margaret in this episode. Yeah. Which was nice. Yep. Nice her. Yeah, she um, wants one of those it's... chairs. That was fun. Yeah. She wants one of those ergonomic chairs. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, and I forgot to mention. Yeah, there's definitely a Studio 60 reference. Yeah, or, or rather, reused. Studio 60 recycled Sorkin yeah. in this episode even though we know Sorkin's gone um but the the joke that Amy Gardner told to Josh about the whole like oh I haven't eaten in what 38 days right. because I've been waiting for you to call talking about calling his mom yeah. they they use that on Studio 60 yeah. as well interesting so. that Sorkin's gone and they use it but yeah it's a it's a good episode but it's I tough, really you know Two other things that I, two other like stray observations, not really because one of some big point, but the end. So when, so Josh ends up calling the guy's bluff, calling Chris Carrick's bluff, and it does not work at all because he resigns from the Democratic Party and is going to run as a Republican, which is very, very bad pretty much, news. Pretty much the worst outcome. It's, yep. It's, it's really not good. 
So, <laughs> but at the end, then he leaves that meeting and goes to his birthday party. And so, like, the the contrast of them surprising him and yelling and, like, his face is just, I thought that was funny. I thought that was great. Yeah. So, I like that. And he's basically groveling, saying, mm-hmm. I'll get you a meeting with Fitz. I'll get you a meeting with the president. Yeah. It's so... Ugh. I know. It's Sorry, Josh. The only other yeah. thing is that they make a very small, quick mention about the Supreme Court justice. And, oh, yeah? Yeah. That. And the chief justice of the Supreme Court. And I like that because it's very rare on the West Wing that we get such a slow... Well, I was talking about how this episode's slow burn and Josh and Donna are a slow burn, but... This storyline has been going on for a while, very, very minimally in the background. So mm-hmm. I like that. That's yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so far in this season. Oh, I, I forgot to mention. Like, we should probably call to attention that Chris Carrick is played by Tom Skerritt, who oh yeah has has been in a ton of things: Mash, <laughs> Top Gun. He's great. Um, Steel Magnolias, all that kind of good stuff. So I uh, he was excellent. Yeah. Um, Another thing, I just felt like season five in general has just been heavier in tone. You know, in seasons yeah. one and two, we definitely have more, some episodes which feel overall more comedic than dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I think we haven't had a single episode like that in a long time, you know, in, I agree. in at least, you know, 10 or 12 episodes. Right. So and I think just, it's just I missing mean, levity any, more than anything else. Yeah, because you have to have that comedy to keep it from just being dark all the time. I mean, just because of the nature of the show, it's the white house is going to be stressful. It's all those things, but it's like, okay, you have to, you have to have those quips. And I do think that is where it sort of falls short. We just uh, need a little, we just need to laugh a little bit. That's all. Yeah. It's not not a big deal. You know, Amy says that this isn't a good, this building isn't very conducive to relationships. And obviously, (sighs) We we get that in spades, so yeah. <laughs> duly noted, Amy. Um, I I would split the MVP between Josh I, and CJ personally. What do you think? I don't I mean, know. If, I don't even know. I never think about this beforehand, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> nobody really won the episode for me. I appreciate both of their efforts. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we can just give one vote to each of okay, them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys have any other thoughts, things we missed, or things that you agree with or dis- disagree with, you can send them to us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod. And the reunion is coming up so, yeah. so very soon. So soon. I can't. Uh, oh, we can't talk about it. I can't talk about it because we've got some interviews to prep for. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I guess we'll announce those this week sometime. So stay, stay tuned to our socials if you'd like, and we will post who we're going to be interviewing and you can submit a few questions and we'll try to get to, um, as many as we can, at least in the time allotted. So, um, yeah, it's coming up soon. Can't wait, guys. Can't wait. Cannot wait. (laughs) All right. right. We'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye guys.